Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset. I'm Bradley Monday. And I'm Jason Kemsley. And this is the first part of a three-part series with the ultimate goal of building a more valuable business for you. Part one is maybe the least fun of the topics, unfortunately, but we are going to be talking about process. Brad, please tell everyone listening, and me, partly, <laughs> why are we going to talk about process for 20 to 30 minutes? So, yeah, it's definitely your your least favourite subject. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but it's key for um, two reasons that I see. Uh, number one is, let's say you're going for exit, right? We want to build value. We want to drive up that multiplier and making sure that the people that are ultimately going to own your business at the end know how things run, how things happen, is is what they're going to be looking for. They're going to want to see that documented rather than up in your head, right? Yep. Let's say that maybe you're not working towards that exit. You um, see so many business owners that are they've they've got all these. They know how things work, but actually getting that out to their team or allowing their team to deliver consistently, something that actually is a bit of a struggle. Um, so Absolutely. learning how to create good processes that people are going to follow. I think that's got to be our focus here on this is a lot of people do attempt to write this stuff down. It gets put in a drawer because no one's following it. So we're going to get into that as well. But ultimately, having processes that people follow shoots up that that value from a sales perspective, but also just creates you know, a more efficient team, right? Absolutely. And when we go into the more enterprise customers, etc., it does things like create a, a more consistent customer experience. I know when I do A, I get B and, and so on. And no matter who is handling in that, in the, the business side of things, you get a consistent response and, and uh, that type of thing. As well as obviously you've got the scale and arguably increases your profitability if you become more efficient. So there is no reason not to listen to this right to the end, uh, as, as not fun as it may sound. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So let's, let's jump into maybe the three components that we're okay. going to talk about. So we've got process, we've got procedure, and we've got checklists. We probably need to talk about what they are individually. Many people think a procedure is a process. What's the difference? Many people don't know how they all fit in. So we just stop at the start at the top quickly. Yep. What is a process? Um, so a process is ultimately the coming together of your procedures and, and your checklists. Um, so it might cover off things that a particular department do, right? It's a, it's a collection of these things to allow one to do one's job. Absolutely. So you've got new customer process it may have in it lots of procedures it might have a couple of checklists it is that all grouped together yeah so yep. perfect procedure that is a set task that is how to do a set task it might have a checklist in it it might have something in there to help but it is for that set task so a procedure and a process are different um it's a common we, misconception. Uh, we we had this argument in uh, argument discussion debate. Sorry, my <laughs> mistake. Um, in our leadership team this morning, right? So there's uh, yeah, definitely making sure that we know the difference. Absolutely, super key at this time. Uh, and then we have as the last point in that checklists, right? And I think everyone knows what a checklist is effectively, but it is a list of things that you need to achieve. And that as you, you can go check through, off, as you go through, you can check them off. Um, there's a level of accountability in there in terms of the checking off that you don't get in maybe a process, et cetera. Yep. All three things go together to make what is a good process. And we're going to, we're going to end this on what a good process looks like. So I think we've got to talk about the, 
the you know bit in the middle, the gooey the stuff, yeah. before we talk about what good looks like. So let's start at a good procedure. A procedure, as I said, it is a how we do a set task, one thing, and it goes into a process. We have multiple of them in a process. What what does a good procedure look like, right? Because you could make this very verbose. You could have five paragraphs of writing. And I think there is a place for both. And the reason I say this is if you are um, ISO certified in some way or you work with a governing body of any kind, really, they, they, they want that documentation to be to the nth degree. Absolutely. They really spoon feed this sort of stuff. And so you usually find that these documents, however, do end up squirreled away somewhere. They might be a point of reference for someone that's just <laughs> probably during debate <laughs> in a meeting <laughs> somewhere where let's pull out the, you know, let's pull out the SOP. Let's find out what the, what the verbose steps are. What we're focusing on in this is actually creating something that's a little bit more useful than that, that you can literally pick up on a day to day basis yep. and make sure that you're delivering consistently. And that's, that's the key for me is it's to create consistency. So you've got just enough that you create consistency, but not so much that you look at that document and think, I'm not reading that. Yeah. If it, if it turns you off, then uh, as in doesn't keep your, it hasn't got to excite you, but it's got to keep your interest, right? Absolutely. Um, and we're going to come on to good process and stuff. But uh, when we talk about the, we're going to talk a little bit about percentages, a procedure we're documenting 30, 40% maybe of what we're doing. The rest is upon the competent professional. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, uh, I think that's the key piece is we've got to assume that we've employed the right people. If you want to know more about that, you go and see, uh, <laughs> go and see a previous episode. Um, I think it was the right last one. And right people right uh, customers. Uh, yeah, ab absolutely. Um, so we've got to assume we've got the right people. We're not looking to spoon feed people. We've got to make sure they've had the right training. So they're going to know our products. You know, they're going to know what the buttons do within whatever system they're using and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, and then we go from there. We document the rest. In Absolutely. this scenario, we need to make sure we've achieved these things to create the consistency for our customer. Okay. So I think we're going to touch upon that probably more uh, slightly in a minute. So a good procedure. Again, that that's we're doing one set task. I'm going to have lots of these in our process. That is... We want it short enough that it engages you, but long enough that it's got the detail you need for the quirks. Yeah. Perfect. Let's talk about checklists. Oh, because this is this is the point where I get excited. Oh, only, only just recently, though. Only right? just <laughs> recently. Why does so many so many SMBs don't use checklists? Yep. Um, and I think we started uh, using them um, with with a little bit more vigor when. Um, I love re I love a good read. I love a bad read as well. The check the book's called the Checklist Manifesto, and it is possibly the driest read you'll ever have. It's about checklists. Like who's getting excited? Oh, we're talking about it. It must be. Yeah. Up. <laughs> but it's a so it's it was a pretty dry read. But at the same time, I knew it was really key stuff. Yep. Um, and so we had a good read through that, and it talks about. Some of the applications that happen, you see them day in, day out. You don't, you don't necessarily realize, but it's to create accuracy. Absolutely. Yeah. Where possibly, you, know, you may know a process, you may know the steps to do something, but when you do it day in, day out, super, super easy to become complacent, right? And I think that's where a checklist 
comes in. There's it an, an accountability element, right? Yeah. You have to tick it off or you have to, you know, in, in what we use, it's in a portal and you, you click done and then it marks the time you've done it. It holds you accountable. So you have to think about it. You can't skip past that point because you're interacting with what you're doing. Um, so in, in that book, and we've obviously discussed it at length, it talks about some of the best use cases of checklists, right? And I think you've probably got some examples. Uh, yeah, so uh, definitely not professing to know anything about this field but the medical profession use them extensively if for example if you go in for a medical procedure and they cut you open one of the checklists that they do use is they check their their tools their instruments get checked out and they get check, checked back in at the end just to make sure that you haven't been sewn up with a pair of scissors <laughs> inside you or something is it sounds sim sounds silly but it's it's absolutely in the you know, in the stress of the moment and that sort of stuff, uh, or even in, let's say it's a procedure that they've performed 50 times this week, it's easy to become complacent. Absolutely. And you've forgotten to do something that obviously quite serious in the medical field, you, you know, could lead to to death, loss of limbs, whatever it might be, is sure. super, super key. Um, so I think it's learning from that. And you have more recently been involved in um, a little bit of flying. I have. I'm, I'm, I'm close to getting my... Uh, pilot's license um if you're in the aviation game the ppl and so i've 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 never been um i've never been in a scenario where what i'm doing has a massive safety element i, I can't think of a hobby i've had or something i've done where there is a very real scenario that if i don't do things properly i'm i'm at danger um and it was it was the minute i started learning um to fly that i realized the importance of checklists and I think that's, you know, let hopefully this podcast episode be the the lesson for you so you can start harnessing them as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Because I, I wish I'd realised this when I was 18 and I just got into business. I, you know, they say it's the possibly most dangerous time in aviation is sort of the 100 hours to the 200 hours. You've, you feel like you know it. You've got pretty you comfortable. You complacent. get a bit complacent. But you still, you're told in training... No, if, if I didn't see you read the checklist and read it back to yourself, that's not good enough. So when, when I go through my skills exam, the examiner is expecting to see me read my checklist. doesn't matter if I do everything correctly. He wants to see me reading the checklist because I need the habit of opening the checklist because mm -hmm. that's what creates the accountability, right? And everything, takeoff, landing, um, performance maneuvers, every single area has a checklist. I check it. I know exactly what's on it just from memory, but I still check it. And it's not until you use them, you realize how many things you would have missed. Yeah. It's, it's easy. It's, it's all the little things, right? It's yeah. Not the big things you're going to get, you, you'll get there. But obviously when you're in the air, you miss the little things and actually they can have big consequences. Absolutely. That, that one thing could be, I didn't put my, my wheels down and it seems so trivial, but that's a very real probability and there are scenarios in the world where um, they've accounted errors to not following checklists. Um, I'm just baffled by how few SMBs around the world don't use them or have never investigated using them. Um, and so we're going to, you know, we're going to jump into what a good process looks like and stuff, but they are critical. And if you find it difficult to get a process together or if, you know, if you find it difficult to get a list of procedures together, start with checklists yeah they're um, the easiest things to write you can do it very quickly and 
you know, what sort of checklists are we going to write? Well, you know, that sort of stuff. It can come from wait, wait till something goes wrong. Almost, if you're struggling to where do I begin with the whole checklist idea, next time something goes wrong, just sit there and have a bit of analysis around it. Okay, actually, if we'd have begun to do this step, this step, this step, this step, we'd have actually seen success here. And you can't start to build out and use it to rectify problems. It's great to go to a customer and say, hey, Mr. Customer, we did have this mistake, but we've rectified it with... And we're not going to have it again. Because you've got a checklist. Absolutely. Okay, so that's that's super interesting. We're going to come on in part two and part three to talk about some delegation, automation, and ultimately creating a scalable, profitable business mm -hmm. for whatever purpose. Th this is the foundation, right? If you've got a checklist, if something's gone wrong and during the process of fixing it, you were able to write out 12 things or whatever that could have stopped it from happening or 12 things you've done to fix it, we've started to create something that can be repeated, but repeated by anyone. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's jump into the, we've got the you know meat and bones, we've got a good procedure, we've got good checklists. I think everyone knows roughly what they look like. What is a good process? What is the thing that we go to that has the procedures and the checklists in? And how do we make people want to read this stuff, please, Brad? Cool. So you, so let's, let's get into um, how we look at our business and identify the need for all the areas. How many processes should we have, right? Let's, Absolutely. Let's, let's get there. Um, I reckon somewhere between six to ten processes within your business as a whole is where we should be aiming for they might be you know sort of a process per per department this is how this department works and then within there we've got our various procedures to complete the tasks that 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 team works i think a great place to start is well let's look at the let's look at the department where you have most errors or most room for improvement I think everyone can go, ah, there's our pain point, right? Absolutely. Go and find the pain points. We might as well jump in at the deep end and start shadowing people. If it's not a, a job that you personally complete, then then let's go and shadow the people that are doing it. Sit behind them. Start jotting down notes about some of the things that they're doing and that sort of stuff. And from there, we can build, begin to build, right, okay, when it comes to invoicing, for example, this is what we do for invoicing. This is how we create the accuracy um, if there's certain buttons that need to be ticked, we're popping our checklists in there and that sort of stuff, right? And you can you, know, you can move around the business, evaluate the different roles. Yep. Uh, and that's, I think that's a good place to start. And let, let's just talk about the real world scenario. You create that invoicing process and that person decides to walk out the door. Your life is going to be so much easier when that new person starts and you say... Hey, great, welcome. Here's a bit about us. And here is our invoicing process. Here is the ability for you to get started on day one, straight up to speed, and I don't have to sit and do everything with you, which usually would take me a week, two weeks. There are so many benefits to this that as boring as it is, it is the stuff that gives you back the time for the fun things. So um, you've mentioned the word accountability several times as well. What it does create in terms of accountability is if let every business should have a quality process and procedure, right? That should be documented as well. Monitoring people against your processes is really important as well. Let's make sure that they're actually doing the things that they're supposed to be doing within their role. Yep. Um, and occasionally you get the little nugget of, oh, hang on a minute, that's not in the process. Why are you doing it like that? And they found they found a hack 
They found a different way, a better way of doing things. Let's encourage feedback and let's encourage getting that in the documentation. Let's make sure the documentation is always true to form, right? We want our procedures to actually mirror real life. Absolutely. So if there's a better way of doing things, share, share that knowledge, get it in the process. So there will be a lot of people watching this that, um, or listening to it that are not a fan of processes or you know a bit resistant to the mm -hmm. idea and maybe they're listening and thinking i know they'd help me but oh, i really can't i can't go into that that's just not what i enjoy it's not what i do i have to say and you can say agree to this but i was one of those people yeah, I, I hated processes my experience of processes was it was spoon-fed information it was pages and pages and pages of text and documents and it made me feel incompetent and it made me feel like a robot yeah um but that's not the real world right in smb world it's, it's that's not, what, not what a good process is no it's not what we're talking about here what we're talking about is allowing for that freedom of of doing the right thing it should that's it should be a it should be a guide right let's we're not suggesting that every single time you you follow process there's definitely going going back to sort of aviation there are it's not a rule book it's it's a guide there will you Absolutely. will be able to lose use your experience along the way to go yeah it's what the manual says but right now this is what evades death in, you know, yeah. in your scenario whereas in business obviously not quite as serious as that usually but allowing your people the freedom to go actually this is the right thing we'll probably get on to you know, following your North Star and, and that sort of stuff. Um, I think we may have touched a little bit about um, the creation of values and that sort of stuff in a previous podcast, but allow them to follow, use the core values and the North Star in the business. But actually, this is this is day to day. This is what's supposed to happen. This is what creates consistency for our customer. That's, I think that's the main goal. It, okay. Stuff that's happening on the back end um, that, that doesn't involve your customer is less important, right? It's the it's that customer experience that we're trying to beef up and make consistent with our policies. Okay, so we we don't want this document to be rigid. It could be a one or two pager, mm -hmm. um, and it contains a list of things which can be approved upon. Someone should have the fleet freedom to say, "Hey, I think we should do it like this." It's you know this is a two way thing um, because you have got hopefully competent good people that are using or, or working with this and so they're able to do it and i have to say the way that the way that we use processes checklists and procedures here my my brain will never love them um because it's it's just i don't know it's, it's something to do with the rigid rigid nature of having to follow something um but i've certainly come to appreciate them and understand the value they bring and as I said, I, I wish and I hope if someone's listening, I wish I realised this at 18 because I think we could have scaled more. For the things I do, I could have scaled them far quicker, far better, far more consistently had I knew what I knew now back then. Yeah. Start start somewhere. Start right. somewhere. If you take anything away from this and yeah, you're not going to have all your processes done overnight start getting something skeleton together so that you can start to be see the benefits. I think that's the way with any entrepreneur wants to see, wants to see what, sort of this time, yeah, what does this time investment get me? Yep. And I think p process and policy is, is actually something that is a little bit longer term 
viewing, you don't immediately get gratification and that sort of stuff. So just get something, get the bare bones out there, start to get this out to your team, get people following it and you can build on from there. Absolutely. And think about it before you listen to delegation and automation, because this is, this is a foundation, right? We're, we're, we're creating a foundation for our skyscraper or whatever it is uh, that we're building. So you've mentioned where we start. We start with picking the most needy or, or most susceptible area that maybe needs a bit of polishing or it's the area of mm-hmm. your business. What What is suitable for a process though? Is everything, can everything be a process? I mean, how do we, how do we identify, because we, we don't want to have something that's so in the weeds that it's used once every 24 months, right? So how do we know if that's a good process? So I would go, uh, let's look at a month. What, what do we have to repeat within a month period that's a that's a really good if you're doing it as you say if you're doing it once a year there probably is value because you've probably forgotten it within you know by the time you come back around and you're like what's going on it's definitely not first but it's yeah um maybe just scrap you know scraps the notes for that one but if it's happening month in month out that's a really good place to start and you know i I chose the uh, example of invoicing before you do that probably on a monthly cadence if not more uh, more frequently so it's a really good one to make sure that actually there is nothing that winds a customer up more than an incorrect invoice Absolutely. so it's an awesome place to start accounting in general when you're talking to anyone about money that's that's what's going to grind the gears if it's not right so it's awesome place to start for um, some processes it'd be great if we could throw out some some ideas and i've got some to mind so don't worry if you if you haven't just for great process areas i've got some to mind you know, new customer what happens when a new customer comes on? What happens when a lever, a leaving customer goes? What does the process look like if a new joiner starts within the business? Was it like if they leave the business? These are all things that are repeated and will create significant value, right? Yeah. Um, and if you've got a product that you sell and you ship it out, let's go customer service as well. So you, you know, you've really focused in and around the new stuff. Yep. I'm more of a, hey, let's, let's look after them once they're on board. Um, when someone calls your business, that, that experience needs to be consistent, regardless of whether the individual is, you know, is new, they've just joined your team and they're just getting to grips with things, or whether they're a seasoned individual that knows everything. You haven't got to know how to resolve the problem, but ensuring that you're engaging in a consistent manner, that's, that's where these procedures come in. Absolutely. So, and uh, you know, we were um, a service-based organization for those that maybe haven't watched one before, but um, if you have a product, if you have something hard, tangible that you sell, all of that process, it coming in, it going out, the picking of it. The manufacturing, the manu- if that's what you're... There's sales, there's, there's an element, um, even simple things like updating your website. Uh, there are yep. there are tangible areas of this. Now, obviously, you don't want to go and create everything on day one. It doesn't exist. As Brad said, you hit the hard-hitting thing, the thing that's going to give you most return, whether that's returning customer satisfaction, returning time that you spend doing it each month. And then now we're repeating. We've done one. We've got back 20 minutes a month because someone else could do it without me. Let's do the second. Got back another 20 minutes. And it does compound, right? You get to get more time to do the more processes and then you reach a point where you're at where we are which is we're not perfect i don't think you can ever be perfect with processes and possibly not aiming for it either right it's 
it's that rule we're not aiming to get everything down as you said so somewhere between 20 40 percent of the process needs to be down yep and the rest we're either it's because they're there's a, there's a bit of freedom to do the right thing or because they know the product um, but yeah ne never never perfect okay so let's just uh, just to highlight because on the next episode we're going to talk about delegation it's going to touch a little bit on process and um, you'll hear us talking about some of these concepts again so process is a group of procedures just to highlight the difference I just want to make absolutely sure and then sat in some of those procedures, sat in some of those things are the checklists. Yep. And you, as Brad said, six to eight or six to 10 processes would throughout be good. Throughout the business. Throughout the business. And then really what you want to do is you want to encourage as much feedback as possible. Even if you start with one and you encourage feedback, hey, next time you do this task, could you use this and let me know where it could be better or what it should have in it instead of this. And then when we've got our going to call it the finished article but i don't think it's ever finished we're yeah, businesses evolve um keep coming back to but when we've reached that final draft then we're going to measure people on that we're going to make sure that when we look at um observations it is what we call them in our business but they might be quality controls and other things use that procedure if you haven't asked someone to do something in a document like that how can you then tell them that they did it wrong absolutely when it happens so it's really useful from that perspective and so making sure that they're being used that drives the desire to pick them up and use them as well is hey if i do everything on here i'm, doing I'm, I'm delivering to the business right absolutely um so i'd use them there as well perfect well we got through it it was processes and uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was going to feel like a lifetime that we were talking about it. Um, but join us on the next one when we talk specifically on part two about delegation and about how, and you, how you as a leader can delegate to allow you to go and do the more important things that you maybe want to do. And then we'll jump on with automation at the end. So we'll see Fantastic. you on part two for delegation. See you on part two.